With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape begins a journey to fight for a future for apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX this Friday and theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. As you may have realized, I watch a lot of sports. That's why I like Prime Video. It has all my sports in one app, like the National Women's Soccer League included with Prime. Plus, you can buy Premier Boxing or stream the NHL and NBA playoffs on Max with the Bleacher Report Sports add-on or add Paramount Plus for the Masters on CBS. Prime Video. It's all your favorite sports in one place. Restrictions apply. Prime membership required for add-on subscriptions. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. It is getting that time of the year. It's Miller time. You don't need a watch or a clock to tell you. It's Miller time. Weather gets a little bit warmer. All of a sudden, the beer gets a little colder. It's beer cracking season. It, it, whoa, okay. I don't know if it says that on the calendar. Uh, Miller Lite, great taste, less filling, tastes like Miller time. To get Miller Lite delivered right to your door, visit MillerLite.com slash Patrick, or you can find it pretty much anywhere that sells beer. And as always, please celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, 96 calories per 12 ounces, fewer calories and carbs than premium regular beer. Miller Lite. You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. Hour one on this Wednesday, Dan and the Dan and Stan Patrick Show. Come on in, stay a while. A lot of topics to dive into. You can dial us up, email, tweet, all the above. You can watch and you can listen. You can watch on Peacock. That's our streaming partner. All three hours, you can do it for free. Download their app, great app, and uh, our radio affiliates around the country. Come up with a poll question, play of the day, stat of the day. All of that forthcoming. The Niners quarterback Jimmy Garoppolo said yesterday that he's ready to roll with the punches and help his team this season. And I'm not sure what else he can say because the Niners traded up, traded a lot to get that number three pick to take Trey Lance. And Jimmy G is not alone. I started doing inventory here with the quarterbacks, veteran quarterbacks in the same position. Cam Newton with Mac Jones in New England. Andy Dalton with Justin Fields in Chicago. And it's an interesting position here. Remember last season with Ryan Fitzpatrick? He was playing well. And then all of a sudden the team goes, "Uh, we got to find out if Tua can play. So they take him out for Tua. Or you can go back to the Giants when they pulled the future Hall of Famer Kurt Warner to give a young Eli Manning a shot. That's just the way the NFL goes. But what if Garoppolo and the Niners are actually good this upcoming season? They should be. A lot of injuries and only two years removed from a Super Bowl appearance here. But maybe that's a dilemma the Niners wouldn't mind facing. Here is Jimmy G talking about being able to be that team player, but also ready to battle for a starting role. He's going to come in here. Uh, I know it's going to be competition between us, like it was with me and Tom when I got drafted to New England. But, uh, you know, at the end of the day, all you could ask for is the opportunity. And so... Once they, uh, they said you'll have the opportunity to start this year and you know fight it out, I was all for it. Uh, I'm ready for the competition, and that's what we're here for. I was surprised to hear him on radio, but hey, congrats to those shows who got Jimmy G. But I thought he's been pretty much radio silent through all of this. 
And I don't think he's a big promoter of himself. I don't think he's done too much nationally. Maybe locally he has a show. Most quarterbacks do. I was surprised at that. Brett Favre, by the way, weighed in on the uh, Aaron Rodgers situation. And uh, here is uh, Brett Favre from his podcast about Aaron Rodgers returning to Green Bay. No one Aaron, and, and I think I know him fairly well, if he has a grudge, whether it be against the organization or a player or an, an arch rival or family, friends, he ain't budging. I don't see him coming back and, and, and saying, if this is not resolved, however, whatever the issue is, if it's not resolved, or if, even if it's resolved, but he feels like they got one up on him, he ain't going to play. I like how Favre snuck in family and friends <laughs> because that has been an issue with a, let's see, are we two girlfriends removed from Olivia Munn? And I think that there was an issue with him dating her, according to reports, with his family, and he kind of froze them out. Welcome to the program here. Uh, happy Cinco de Mayo, by the way. And yes, the Danettes, spoiled little brats that they are. They wanted to have some kind of food here. I said, no margaritas during the show, but we will have some tacos. Yes. Yeah. Didn't, wow. didn't you smell what was, uh, you know, what uh, Tyler was cooking today? I'm glad that all of our stomping our feet yesterday and complaining about it worked out for today. That was great. Yeah. Yeah. I heard you. I heard you loud and clear. We got the Traegers fired up and we got uh, some uh, tacos, I think, that uh, he's he's creating there. Yes. Yes, Paul. Isn't May 6th the best day of the year to go to a Mexican restaurant? Yeah. Not busy. Yeah, I would they're, think they're so. want the business. Like <laughs> on, May, on March 18th is when you want to go to an Irish pub. And then Fritzy goes, can we have uh, the beer braised chicken tacos with jalapeno relish? And I said, yes, you can. Making dreams come true. And that's what we'll have today. Beer braised chicken tacos with jalapeno relish. That will be a little bit later on today. 877-3DP-SHOW. Email address dp at danpatrick.com. Twitter handle at DP Show. Adam Schefter has a podcast. And I was curious if he knew who leaked this story about Aaron Rodgers. Because when I first heard it, I go, okay, did Rodgers say this? And the fact that, you know... Shefty is not saying who leaked it, but he it was leaked to him. I, wouldn't that be easy to find out who leaked this to me? You would just go, oh, it's the person who told me that Aaron, uh, you know, he wants to be traded, that uh, he can't stay in Green Bay. But the, do the Packers gain anything by leaking this? Does Rodgers come off as petty by leaking this? Can the Packers then make Rodgers seem like the bad guy here? Are they trying to curry favor public sentiment? I'm just wondering that. And, you know, Shefty's kind of looking at both sides here. And, and I'll play the cut for you when, when we get that. But, you know, I would think Aaron Rodgers or somebody close to Aaron Rodgers is going to put this out there. The Packers reportedly are very upset that uh, this got out there. Sort of like the Seattle Seahawks were when Russell Wilson said what he said. But we know Russ was the source of that. We don't know that with Aaron Rodgers. And I think it's just kind of status quo here. Until Rodgers comes on a show or says something publicly, says something in a press release, Fritzy, call for Aaron Rodgers. We have. Oh, you have. <laughs> okay. Have. Thank you, Todd. We're joking. 
But I got, got a very nice note pretty quickly saying, you know, so noted as far as uh, we're aware that you're interested. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, you know, we did get a reaction. Was it it's so noted or duly noted? I think it was so noted with like an exclamation point, uh, like, you know, enthusiastically at the, when the time is right. Uh, but who did you who'd you ask? The Packers? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. That would be a representation. Did you ask the Packers if we could have somebody from the organization? Uh, we requested the head coach and uh, Mr. Gutekunst. Okay, the GM. Okay. Yeah, Paul. If you're Rogers, though, you can't do an interview unless you know your direction. Because if he goes on with you or whoever it may be, you're going to say, will you? Will you be a Packer next year? What would it take to be? All the questions you're going to ask. And unless he has that declarative statement ready, he can't do it. I'm guessing he knows what he wants because we've gotten to this stage. This is this has been an open secret. I mentioned uh, yesterday or the day before, back in January, the Rams knew that Rodgers could be available. That's why they first knocked on that door and said, hey, hello, Aaron Rodgers, we open for business. No, then they traded for Matthew Stafford. San Francisco knew. I think there were teams who knew because they had friends in the Packers organization who probably said, hey, you can give them a call, but the Packers have shut down those calls. And the Rams went after after Matthew Stafford after they couldn't get Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, McLovin. You know, about six weeks ago, you came in and said something's going on in Green Bay. You said, I don't know exactly. You yeah. didn't want to label the report completely. But so you had a, a whiff of uh, something big. I had a source who said it's laughable to think that he'll be there in Green Bay after this next season. And I, I couldn't get any confirmation from anybody. And, and so I was like, okay. And my source, you know, then resurfaced to say, you know, there's a whole lot going on here. And, you know, it's a source who helped me with uh, Russell Wilson. I said, is it similar to Russell Wilson? He goes, no, this is bad. Like, this is a bad situation for everybody here. You know, is Rodgers going to do a power move and get himself out of there? Uh, you know, what do the Packers get in return? Can you trade Aaron Rodgers? Do you want to be the GM who traded Aaron Rodgers? Like, there's so much going on now. And, and, the, and the problem, I think, is, is you don't have any real clarity from either side. I mean, the clarity from the Packers is we're not trading him. We need to have an understanding what Aaron Rodgers... I think Aaron Rodgers owes that to the situation. Like, if you want out, then ask out. But it sort of lingers there, and I don't think it's beneficial to anybody here. It's like when Deshaun Watson was saying, I'm not going back to Houston, and I'm not going to play there anymore. And then we started to go, okay, so where are you going? And then we started to speculate. Then he had his legal issues, and it stopped. But that doesn't mean it's still not there. Like there are teams, there's two teams right now, I'm told, who are just sort of letting, like they're monitoring this closely with Deshaun Watson. They just want to know, like, is there an opening? And can you get through that PR hit that you're going to take if Deshaun Watson is not charged, you know, criminal charges? Even civil charges, teams will probably try to motor through that, push that through. You know, take the PR hit and then move forward. You know, Deshaun has said that he's a changed person or whatever if he's found guilty in these civil lawsuits. Whatever it is, the spin will be there because Watson is so good. Now what do you do with Aaron Rodgers? What can you get for Aaron Rodgers? Who wants Aaron Rodgers right now? 
And I think those are key questions here. But until I hear from Aaron Rodgers, sources close to, that doesn't really register with me. I want to know what Rodgers is feeling right now, what he's thinking right now. Yeah, Paul. Going back to Deshaun Watson, right now, if you ran the Texans, wouldn't you lean towards trading him if you could find one strong offer? That franchise is going nowhere. They have very little talent on the roster. Hit the reset button in every sense of the word. And I don't think the fans would uh, hit you too much now. If you did it before the allegations, you, you've been crushed to let him go. But I was told yesterday, as strange as this is going to sound with Deshaun Watson, hey, if you're the Texans, you might be able to now keep him because he knows that he would be damaged goods. And, and the Texans won't take a PR hit. They're just standing be, behind their player. We truly believe in him. And so the Texans could actually benefit here, whether this happens or not. Once again, you know, you get a lot of information, and I always try to find if somebody else can back up something. Uh, you know, and that's why with Rodgers, Rob Domoski has covered the Packers for a couple of decades now. He was there when Favre was there. And when he said, look, less than 5% that Aaron Rodgers is the starting quarterback for the Packers. I'll believe it when I see it. Because Rodgers knows and the Packers know this is the best chance for him to win a Super Bowl. You're not winning one in Denver. You're not going to win one with the Raiders. You still have a chance to go back to the NFC title game. You have a good team. And I think they had a pretty good draft by all accounts. Can you, can you move past this? And I think that's going to be based off of Aaron's personality. Can he get past this? Is he going to hold a grudge? Are they going to give him a contract extension? Because if you do, how long are you tied into Aaron Rodgers? What's that mean for Jordan Love? Do you eventually say, we made a mistake. We bet against Aaron Rodgers. We drafted his successor. And Jordan Love is the third string quarterback right now. Not ready to play. Yeah, Paul. Packers are fourth in Vegas odds for the Super Bowl next year. The Den uh, Denver Broncos a week ago were... Eighth from the bottom. Yeah. But they moved up significantly. Off the off the rumor, rumor. of the quarterback. Yeah. I think their odds are like uh, third or fourth uh, to get Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, McLovin. Doesn't it seem now that Tom Brady was 43, right, when he won the Super Bowl? Now people view the age a little differently. I, maybe it's just fans view it, but like I'm like, sign Rodgers for four more years. But I don't know if, like, he's wired differently than Brady. This is all Brady wants to do. He just wants to play football. Aaron Rodgers, it feels like, as we've seen with Jeopardy, he strikes me as somebody who's going to be involved in Hollywood some way. Movies, documentaries, something. I don't know. I just, I don't think he's one of those guys that is defined by football. I just think he's great at football. Yes, he. And yeah, like you never heard Tom Brady say, like, if it doesn't work out with the Patriots, I'm retiring. You know, he was like, I'm playing. I'm going to play somewhere else then. Forget it. But, you know, Aaron Rodgers doesn't seem to be cut from that same cloth. Tom Brady was willing to play for the Bears. That'll give you an idea. He just wanted to play football. So it was the Chargers, Bears, and Buccaneers. Those were the three teams interested in Tom. Yeah, McLevin. Yeah, but the guy who says that he's not, he doesn't need football, that's the guy who always waffles around until he's 42. Like Favre started retiring when he was 35 and played till he was 40. I don't feel yeah, like... But, but, but Favre was like um, Sugar Ray Leonard. Sugar yeah. Ray Leonard retired six times. I was at his first one in Baltimore, and he kept retiring. Favre is like the, the boxer who, who just can't retire. Because what are you going to do? 
You're going to throw passes to Jerry Rice in the backyard for a TV commercial? Like you, once it's gone, it's gone. And then you look around and you go, oh my God. Boy, this was my life. Aaron Rodgers strikes me as, I'm, I'm, I'm entering a new world here, getting married. You have kids, priorities, it changes. Does he want to continue to play football? He just strikes me as, he's just different. Yeah, Paul. That's the one thing I think normal people, I guess you call us, can't understand about athletes. Chris Webber, remember the great basketball player? He retired at 34 years old. That's a young man. And, you know, he, he was not like injuries. It wasn't concussions. It was just, there, my career's done. 34. Most people are just getting started with the, the good days of their career. Dan, when you were 34, you were hitting your stride as a sports center host. Yeah. You were on the upswing. Yeah. These guys are, are wrapping things up at 35, 36. But they're doing something physically that they've done for 20 years. And it's like Bjorn Borg. At 26, he walked away. 26. And he was still winning Wimbledon. It's, it, Bjorn Borg is like Jim Brown. Jim Brown walked away. I think he led the league in rushing. And he retired. I think he, I think he ran for like 1,800 yards. And he decided he was, hey, I'm done with this. I'm going to go make movies. Certain guys, they're just wired differently. Barry Sanders, wired differently. The guy who has to compete, I'm defined by this. You know, Andrew Luck, wired differently. I think Aaron Rodgers and Andrew Luck are wired in a similar way. Oh, good wiring. Thank you. Uh-huh. Thank you, Andrew. By the way, this program brought to you by M Drive, the supplement I take every day. Powerful ingredients backed by science. I get energized, stronger, leaner. Go to mdrivedan.com today. Get free shipping. 60-day money-back guarantee. Don't let age beat you. Refind your prime with M-Drive. What's the poll question you have for me today, McLovin? Okay, got a few options. Right. Off the Jimmy G quote about how he's going to help Trey Lance in San Francisco. Honest answer. If you're a veteran quarterback, do you help the rookie? Yes or no? Like 100% help the rookie. I'm going to hold off on my answer. I'll, I'll wait till after the commercial break. We'll talk about that. What else do you have? Okay, I have a uh, choice, either an NBA one or a Astros poll. The Astros poll will probably get some juicy responses. Little payback, little payback time for the Astros last night. Just a little payback because it's nobody got suspended. You know, nobody lost anything, you know, with the Astros. Nobody lost their uh, World Series rings, nothing. So you have a couple of guys who are still with the team who were cheaters back in 2017. So they faced the music last night at Yankee Stadium, and this is what it sounded like. That would be the F word in Altuve. I just think it's nice that Yankees fans censored themselves like that. In the, they did. In the stadium. Because, <laughs> you know, just a little decorum. Beep, Altuve. That was, that's, you know. And the F, word is, the F word is not his first name, right? That's not his actual first name. It seems like it is these days. Yeah. Yes, Todd. If you're Altuve, do you grin? Do you pretend you don't hear it when it's obvious that you certainly hear it? Like, what do you do when you get up to the plate and they're screaming that? I would say hit a home run. Like, that, that would be the best way to go about it. Hit a home run. It was entertaining last night. There's only 10,000 fans there. Michael Kay, the Yankee broadcaster, will join us coming up a little bit later on. We'll talk about that atmosphere there last night. And Dusty Baker's just got to stop. The manager of the Astros, we know, Dusty, you weren't there. We know most of the players who were 
on the team now, weren't there. Just don't address it, all right? Take it. Take take the heat. It's not you. It's your players. Take the bullets. Move on. You're okay. If, if the worst-case scenario is, hey, they're saying mean things about our team, even though we got away with cheating. All right. I would just shut up and just manage a baseball game. Don't go into each city and, you know, try to do a preemptive strike of like, hey, you know, not there's only a couple players that are still left here. Yeah, we know that. But but the main culprits are there. Bregman, Correa, Altuve. Yes, Paul. Altuve is doing himself no favors. That 2017 season where they're proven to be cheating, he hit uh, 346, 24 homers. He was the MVP. In the past two seasons combined, He's hitting about 227 with almost no power, no on-base percentage. We'll take a break. We'll settle on a poll question. Uh, I'll bring you a clip from Adam Schefter's podcast on uh, Rodgers of the Packers, who leaked this information. We'll talk about the payback tour for the Astros. We need to come up with like some kind of, you know, this is what I was thinking. Could we make a garbage can koozie that you could take in? Like you could put it there when you walk in, to your stadium and you and you put your beer in it it's just it looks like a garbage can it's a koozie what do you think gold that's gold Jay. Seton what do you think love it all right we'll get we'll get the assembly line fired up here <laughs> <laughs> Tyler yeah Tyler get get working on that by the way new t-shirts love the Chicago Bears related t-shirt there on the website uh, coming up on 21 after the hour it's called Soldier Fields Soldier Fields. Yeah, looks sharp too. All right, we'll take a break. We're back after this in the Dan Patrick Show. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 to noon Eastern or 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Dan Patrick Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Or stream us live on the Peacock app. All right, everybody. Game off. Let's pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You've already talked about that. But there's just so much more good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much more to get. You can get unique stickers. You can trade with friends to compete uh, albums for big prizes. There's cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. I was always a uh, battleship guy. You know, you get those pieces like there was the hat, there was the shoe. Oh, same. There was the. I was always a battleship guy or the car. You know what too is funny about a battleship? It's one of the only uh, Monopoly pieces that you find that's not just a household item. Wow, you know I, I didn't mean? even thought about that. Yeah, most people oh, wow. don't have a battleship at home, but you have a car, you have a hat, you have a shoe, you have uh, all those things. Anyway, you could also get hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. That's always fun. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their own unique mini games like Digging for Treasure or a Robot Pachenko Machine. And there's always new timed events that will help you win big, like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go. So get off the bench and go download it for free right now on Google Play or the App Store. Game on. As you may have realized, I watch a lot of sports, like a lot. That's why I like Prime Video. It has all my live sports and docs in one app, like Giannis, The Marvelous Journey, and the National Women's Soccer League, both included with Prime. 
Plus, you can buy Premier Boxing or stream the NHL and NBA playoffs on Max with the Bleacher Report Sports add-on, or add Paramount Plus for the Masters on CBS. All in one app with one password. Prime Video. It's all your favorite sports in one place. Restrictions apply. Prime membership required for add-on subscriptions. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. It is getting that time of the year. It's Miller time. You don't need a watch or a clock to tell you. It's Miller time. Weather gets a little bit warmer. All of a sudden, the beer gets a little colder. It's beer cracking season. It, it, whoa, okay. I don't know if it says that on the calendar. It's a beer that strips away everything you don't need and holds on to what matters the most. It's a light beer that tastes like beer. That's why I reach for a Miller Lite. And it's less filling. Only 96 calories. They've been doing this since 1975. They have perfected it. You know, that summer afternoon, we're coming into that time of the year, be like, oh, man. Crack one? Yes, or two. Don't look at your watch. Don't look at the clock. Don't look at the calendar. You know. Miller Lite, the great taste, less filling, tastes like Miller time. To get Miller Lite delivered right to your door, visit MillerLite.com slash Patrick, or you can pretty much find it anywhere that sells beer. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. 96 calories for 12 ounces, fewer calories, fewer carbs than premium regular beer. Miller Lite. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise set several generations after the last installment in which apes are the dominant species. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape will fight for the future of apes and humans alike and embark on a journey that will redefine the planet. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX this Friday and in theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. Let's bring in Matt Miller. Maybe we don't need you, Matt. Did we just steal all your draft thunder for next year? Yeah, I think so. McLovin's got it. I mean, you might want to keep him, give him a race. ESPN's going to try to give him my job with all that. <laughs> Dark horse quarterback? Come on. Okay, over under five quarterbacks taken in the first round next year. Are you going over or under? Uh, I think that's right on the money. Uh, I will say this. I have 14 quarterbacks rated already for next year. 14 legitimate quarterbacks, not to mention the two that I now have to add to my list. Thanks to Andrew. 14 quarterbacks, a lot more than there were in last year's class. I mean, we we see eight drafted. So I, I wouldn't be surprised if we see more quarterbacks drafted, but we haven't seen six in the first round yet. So maybe next year's the year, but there's not that clear cut Trevor Lawrence type guy headed into the year. It'll be a lot of players who have to develop and ascend, whether that's, you know, Sam Howell at North Carolina after losing his top two receivers and top two running backs. Keaton Slovis has a ton of playmakers around him. His offensive line is going to be a little bit young, but there's not that established big name right now. All right, run down some of the other quarterbacks here. At least we can keep an eye on this upcoming season. Well, I don't want to inflate your ego too much here, Dan, but you hit the nail on the head with Carson Strong. That's my dude for next year. And I thought he was going to be the guy where I would get to come in here in like August and puff my chest up and be this like, this is the Nevada quarterback. quarterback Nevada. Yeah. He's, he's good though. Six foot four, 220. He's got a, a huge arm. He can do enough off platform. I hate comparing players when they have the same name. It feels lazy. But when you watch him, you see a lot of Carson Wentz. Like he's a big quarterback with a big arm and good mobility. So I would not be surprised if he ends up the number one quarterback next year. Spencer Rattler has been in Oklahoma, it feels like forever, but he's actually just a third year player. If you're looking for this year's 
Kyler Murray or Zach Wilson, the undersized quarterback who's just going to run around in the pocket and make crazy things happen. I think Spencer Rattler is one of those players. Malik Willis at Liberty is another uh, who McLovin mentioned. He's Malik Willis, 6'1", 210. He is an electric athlete, probably has the strongest arm in next year's class. But then there are kind of your traditional powers. Sam Howell at North Carolina. Phil Jerkovich, who transferred from uh, Notre Dame to Boston College and looks like he will be an NFL-level quarterback. So plenty of guys to fall in love with between now and, and Labor Day when we kick this thing back off. Looking back on the draft, which team changed the most with the NFL draft? I think Carolina, and, and you have to include the Sam Darnold trade in there. So they've got a new quarterback. They added a very good corner in J.C. Horn in the first round. They got Terrace Marshall, Jr., wide receiver in the second round. Brady Christensen, a tackle in the third. And then I thought they really cleaned up on day three. Chuba Hubbard will play. We, we know Christian McCaffrey is going to move around. He got hurt last year. Mike Davis had to step in a lot. I think Davion Nixon, the D-tackle from Iowa, he's going to play. And they drafted a long snapper, Thomas Fletcher from Alabama. So we know he's going to play. Uh, so, I mean, they got six or seven contributors in this first draft for Scott Fitterer. But I always look at strategy. I don't necessarily look at the player. Uh, yeah. It's like the Raiders with taking uh, Alex Leatherwood. Right. Like where you took him. It's not him as much as where you took him. You know, the Steelers taking Najee Harris. Okay, did you need to take him there? Uh, you know, Carolina decided not to take Justin Fields or Mac Jones. You know, that they were going to go with Sam Darnold, who, if he plays well, is going to cost them an awful lot. Like, did you understand whose strategy did you question and whose strategy did you praise? I mean, I, my job is to question everyone's strategy almost, <laughs> right? I mean, we can even start with San Francisco. or Hell, we can start with the New York Jets. It'd be like, you know, is Zach Wilson going to be better than Sam Darnold? Did you give enough framework and structure around him that uh, that's actually going to work? Uh, historically, New York Jets quarterbacks don't pan out. So if you want to bet on who's going to bust, you just play the odds and take the Jets quarterback. But, you know, the Niners gave up a historical amount of draft capital. Uh, the researchers at ESPN told me that is the most a team has given up for a quarterback since Washington traded up for RG3. We know how that worked with the Shanahan's. So you, that's a lot of draft capital to give up. And then I thought after Trey Lance, San Francisco reached for Aaron Banks, who's a good player. They reached for Ambry Thomas in the third round. I don't know anyone who had a third round grade on him. And they traded up to take a running back who's been hurt every time he's touched the football, basically, in Trey Sermon. Then they drafted another running back in Elijah Mitchell. So for all of the, like, we get stars in our eyes when we think about yeah. John Lynch and Kyle Shanahan. They've yeah. had one winning season. And I think outside of Trey Lance, who I loved, that was a very questionable draft for them. And that's something that, remember, this team drafted C.J. Beathard in the third round, Joe Williams in the third round after he had basically retired at Utah. And so they have not done a great job outside of George Kittle with their mid-round picks, which is where you have to build your team. So I think you can question their strategy. I liked Washington's strategy, to be honest, to not take a quarterback at, at night or not to trade up from 19 to get a quarterback to give up a future first round pick where next year's draft looks to be a lot deeper. There's going to be a lot more information. So teams like the Giants, the Eagles, the Eagles will have three first round picks next year. The Giants will have two. The Dolphins will have two. Those teams are loaded for next year where the draft looks deeper. You're going to have a full college football season. We're going to be able to go into schools. We're going to have a combine. So I would have rather had more picks for 2022 and less for 2021. Let me propose this to you, and I'm wondering if I could uh, have an honest answer out of Kyle Shanahan. If I said prior to making the deal with the Dolphins, keep those draft picks and you can trade for Aaron Rodgers. That's what I've been saying. 
That's I've I've been saying that to anyone who will listen to me. You had to have done your due diligence before Thursday, which is when everyone's saying that that call took place. Uh, I was standing with Adam Schefter when he broke the news. And it does not sound like this is something that just happened Thursday morning and Adam decided to break it. It sounds like this has been an ongoing situation. You know, Aaron but, but who has benefits, of- though? Why Why would somebody leak this? Shefty said it's not Rodgers. It's not the Packers. Right. So I don't know who benefits. Why be would you like, leak this? Not who, I think you, why? Right. I mean, I think you leak it day of the draft because you're hoping someone will make that phone call and the pressure of the deadline will cause some action. But I, to your point, Dan, San Francisco should have been calling every day. If you could have had Aaron Rodgers for three first-round picks, you have to do it. He's a NorCal guy. He wanted to be drafted by your organization originally. And I, my conspiracy theory was that's where he would end up after the 2021 season. So that got blown to bits. But I do think, like, yes, you should have been calling. And I, a lot of other teams should have as well. I mean, Obviously, the Chicago Bears, the Packers are not going to trade Aaron Rodgers there, but every other team, maybe outside of Kansas City, the Chargers, and the Bills, and the, should Buc- have been and the Buccaneers. And but, the Buccaneers. But, but the, Rams, the Rams made a call in January. Like yeah. they kicked the tires in January before they made the deal with Matthew Stafford. Yeah. It does feel like teams got impatient, though. Even You could even say San Francisco got impatient by trading up when they did to give up what they did. I don't think Atlanta was going to draft Trey Lance. We know Cincinnati was not going to draft Trey Lance. Did you have to get to three? I know that they'll come out and say we needed to get to three so we can control the process, so that we could put these guys through all the tests and everything. I still think they overpaid. Great to visit with you, Matt. Thanks for joining us, and uh, we'll stay in touch. Sounds great, Dan. Have a good day. That's Matt Miller, ESPN Draft contributor. I like when we have guests on and they agree with me. Yeah. If I'm the Niners... And I could trade three first, and I could trade a third-round pick, and I could get Aaron Rodgers. Yes. Absolutely. Rodgers would want to go. Now, you got to convince the Packers that, hey, you can make Aaron the bad guy, but you got to trade him. Now, if you want public sentiment on your side, you can do that. Now, you just have to be sold on Jordan Love being your future because that's what this is all going to come back to. Like, this is where you lose your job. You know, you drafted him. You eventually had to trade Aaron Rodgers. And then you find out Jordan Love can't play. Or maybe you find out, oh, my God, this guy is unbelievable. Yes, we're so happy we moved on from Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, Paul. And if you're the Packers GM, that's the coolest job in the entire state. There's no second job in the entire state if you're from there that's even close to that. You want to keep that one as long as you can. Dennis in New York joins us on the topic. Hi, Dennis. Hey, Danny. How are you? Good, sir. Hey, it's kind of been a little bit of a freaky Friday situation here uh, in New York. Me as a Packer fan, uh, I feel like a Jets fan this week. Uh, Green Bay management has just, I, I don't know what they're thinking. But what I wanted to touch on is the Packers cap situation and Aaron Rodgers' contract, yep. which kind of pulls – uh, this whole trade this year, uh, not it's not going to happen. Like the Packers, they, if they trade or cut Rodgers, it's thirty-eight million against cap this year. Next year, it's more reasonable at seventeen million. It's just not going to happen. And next year, if you look at the Packers' cap, they're almost dead last in, in cap space. They, they, it's a poison pill. They have to get rid of Rodgers. Yeah, but they say this about Carson Wentz that it was such a, an enormous cap hit. 
and Carson Wentz got traded. Uh, by June 1st, if uh, is, it's more conducive to trade Aaron Rodgers. I still think he stays with Green Bay, but I'm in the minority. I, I just think at some point, now, do I think that Aaron is the same as Russell Wilson? No. Because I, I, I don't think, I mean, Russell is, wasn't doing things behind the scenes. I mean, he said it publicly. And I, I think he just wanted to get the attention of the Seahawks. I, wanted, I think he wanted people to understand what is going on with the Seahawks and his relationship. And uh, I don't think he was hiding. I don't think he was, you know, leaking things. It was just, hey, this is my frustration here. Aaron Rodgers may be frustrated, but it feels like it's just bits and pieces. Like there's breadcrumbs here of uh, leaked information here. And the Packers didn't leak it and Rodgers didn't leak it. Okay. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. Hey, it's Ben, host of the Fifth Hour with Ben Maller, along with my trusty sidekick, David Gascon. Would mean a lot to have you join us on our weekly auditory journey. You're asking, what in God's name is the Fifth Hour? I'll tell you, it's a spinoff of the Ben Maller Show, a cult hit overnights on FSR. Why should you listen? Picture, if you will, a world where we chat with captains of industry in media, sports, and more every week. Explore some amazing facts about human nature and more. Listen to the Fifth Hour with Ben Maller on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. All right, everybody, game off. Let's pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You've already talked about that. But there's just so much more good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much more to get. You can get unique stickers. You could trade with friends to compete uh, albums for big prizes. There's cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. I was always a uh, battleship guy. You know, you get those pieces like there was the hat, there was the shoe. Oh, same. There was the. I was always a battleship guy or the car. You know what too is funny about a battleship? It's one of the only uh, Monopoly pieces that you find that's not just a household item. Wow, you know I haven't even thought about that. Yeah, most people oh, wow. don't have a battleship at home, but you have a car, you have a hat, you have a shoe, you have uh, all those things. Anyway, you could also get hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. That's always fun. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their own unique mini games like digging for treasure or a robot Pachenko machine. And there's always new timed events that will help you win big, like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go. So get off the bench and go download it for free right now on Google Play or the App Store. Game on. As you may have realized, I watch a lot of sports like A lot. That's why I like Prime Video. It has all my live sports and docs in one app. Like Giannis, The Marvelous Journey, and the National Women's Soccer League, both included with Prime. Plus, you can buy Premier Boxing or stream the NHL and NBA playoffs on Max with the Bleacher Report sports add-on. Or add Paramount Plus for the Masters on CBS. All in one app with one password. Prime Video. It's all your favorite sports in one place. Restrictions apply. Prime membership required for add-on subscriptions. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. 
This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise set several generations after the last installment in which apes are the dominant species. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape will fight for the future of apes and humans alike and embark on a journey that will redefine the planet. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX this Friday and in theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. Did you ever play the over-under game with your friends? You know, think I can eat that slice of pizza in under 30 seconds? Or I don't know, take over a minute to down a two-liter? Well, if you have, then you're going to love Pick 6. It's the new fantasy game from DraftKings, an official partner of the NBA. Here's how you play it during the playoffs. Pick between two and six players and choose if they will have more or less of a stat. Rebounds, points, assists, and more. Also, you track your picks, play against others for a shot to win at some big cash prizes. Download the new DraftKings Pick 6 app now. Use the promo code DPSHOW for a chance to win huge cash prizes. That's code DPSHOW. Only on DraftKings Pick 6. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 18-PLUS in most eligible states. Age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. Pick 6 not available in all states, including but not limited to Connecticut and New York. For up-to-date list of states, visit dkng.co slash pick6states. Void where prohibited. See terms at pick6.draftkings.com slash promos. Bring in Michael Kay, the Yes Network Yankees play-by-play announcer. Um, the uh, pregame show on Yes starts tonight at 6 Eastern. Game coverage with Mike, David Cohn, Paul O'Neill begins at 7. With the Astros there, Did uh, how did last night play out in accordance to what you thought it was going to play out as far as the atmosphere, Mike? The atmosphere was amazing, Dan. Um, it was probably the, the best atmosphere for a baseball game since the ALCS in 2019, so... They didn't have any fans last year. Uh, this year, there's been about 10,000 fans, 9,000, 10,000 fans at every home game. It's It's been lively when you compare it to nobody. But yesterday, 10,850 fans actually sounded like a crowd of 50,000. They were loaded for bear. They wanted to pay back the Astros. They've been waiting, storing this up. It was, uh, it was definitely a postseason atmosphere, to tell you the truth. I, I don't know what your feelings were when this first came out that they had won the World Series and then there was the cheating there. Uh, we know the players weren't punished. It was the manager and the GM. But what should baseball have done? Well, obviously, they, they kind of made the quote-unquote deal with the devil, Dan, where in order for the players to admit what they did, they were granted immunity. So you couldn't punish them after that. And I understand that. That's all part of of doing business that way and getting – um, some kind of a admission on, on paper. But what they should have done, I don't understand why they didn't, and nobody's ever really given me a good explanation, is they should have taken away the World Series trophy and the World Series title. If you do that, then the players can't walk around with a ring and uh, you know, 50 years from now say they were world champions in 2017. And I think that's what angers the fans. And it doesn't get the Yankees the chance to play in the World Series in 2017. It doesn't get the Dodgers a championship in 2017. But at least there's some kind of justice that's extracted for what they did. Now, would they do it again? Well, why wouldn't they do it again? The players weren't punished at all. Yeah, yeah. I said the same thing. Like, what's the deterrent? It's like Robinson Cano is still playing baseball, and he should be out of baseball. You get popped twice? I mean, come on. What, what is the deterrent anymore? Uh, uh, Altuve ended up signing a contract that he's making close to $30 million a year. Like, okay, 
So it's tainted. I'm still making all this money, but I don't know. Is there any sympathy for the Astros? Like like last night, as you're watching this, any sympathy? It's funny you ask that because I think they all deserve the greeting that they got in the Bronx, and I expected it, and I think it's going to be worse tonight. But I, I felt a little bit sorry for Altuve, and here's why. This guy was one of the most likable players in all of baseball. He was a guy that people said, wow, if he could make it, anybody could make it. Against all odds, he became this great player. And if he thinks that yesterday is just a one-shot deal, it's not. As long as he plays this game, he is going to be the villain now. So he turned into the fa- from the favorite to the villain. And did he really need to cheat? Are his talents enough that if he didn't know the signs, would he still have been a great player? And I still believe he would have been. But now he's got this scarlet letter attached to him for all time, and he's going to be booed until the end of his career. And I kind of feel sorry for him a bit. But there's levels of cheating, though, Michael. Like, that's that's the hard part when you, you know, we can do, like, baseball cheating where I'm at second base and I can look in and see where the catcher is situated, whatever. But, you know, you got steroids in here. Uh, so it's kind of hard to go, okay, doctoring a baseball. Like, what is, hey, that's okay, that's the game, and then what is not okay? You know, it's kind of like the old Supreme Court uh, decision on pornography. I'll know it when I see it. You know, it's kind of like you have to judge it for yourself. Like, when the Red Sox were punished for 2018, Dan, I thought that was gamesmanship. All right, they studied the catcher's signs on a video. Then they told their players what the signs would be. When a guy got to second base, he actually transferred that to the batter. I think that's gamesmanship. But banging trash cans and having a live camera in the dugout uh, in center field and, and transferring it into the alleyway of the dugout, to me, that was cheating. And the Astros know it was cheating. And then, you know, the humorous thing was that they come out, Dan, and said, well, we didn't do it in the postseason. Oh, okay, I'll play along. So it worked <laughs> all of the season, but you didn't do it in the postseason. And, and another reason why I think the Yankees are still upset, uh, Gleyber Torres said this a year ago, okay, it worked in 2017 and you won a World Series. You all of a sudden stopped at 18 and 19? You hadn't been caught yet. Why would you all of a sudden stop? Did you have this pang of guilt? The whole thing is still messy. And I'll tell you the truth, a lot of people in the Yankee organization think that things weren't in the up and up in 2019 either when Altuve hit that walk-off home run against Chapman, but that's never been proven. Well, it's like when Andy Pettit said, hey, I just did it to come back from an injury. I used steroids, and then I stopped. I don't know anybody who stops unless you have to stop. And, you know, so that's another, you know, that's more individual. This was systemic. This was an organization. But has Garrett Cole ever talked about, you're a pitcher on the Astros. You benefited, even if, like, you're in the dugout. Like, did you hear the trash can being banged? Did you did you see the results of some of this? Did they keep it a secret from the pitching staff? Has, has Cole ever commented on, you know, what he knew and when he knew it? Well, it's funny, they didn't keep it a secret from Mike Fires when he told yes. the athletics, so he's the one who blew the whole lid off of it. But he has been very quiet about it. You know, he's answered some questions, but he hasn't been expansive. And he's one of the best athletes I've ever seen in answering questions, really thinking about them. But, uh, you know, he's saying that when he was there, he didn't see anything, and he just leaves it at that because, uh, you know, there hasn't been any proof that in those years they had done anything wrong. But in 2017, there actually is proof, so I guess he could, you know, walk around it that way. Is there a rivalry with the Mets and Yankees now? Is it, you know, legitimate? 
I think if the Mets end up being really good, you know, those six games could be exciting. I, I really think, Dan, that the interleague play has kind of been played now. It's been overdone. The six games a year is too much. And unless they're both really good, I don't know if it's going to be the same sort of rivalry. I think the rivalries now are with the Astros, the Rays, and the Red Sox. And the Mets are more of a fun thing. Uh, but if they get good and, you know, there's a battle for the city and, you know, both fan bases get really into it, I think that will ignite that again. But I think it's those three teams in the American League that the Yankees really have a rivalry with. Great to catch up with you, Michael. My best to uh, Paul and David. Thanks. We'll be watching tonight. Thanks, Dan. Have a great one. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff, are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one -on -one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. More Than a Movie is back with season two. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.